0: Welcome to Catholic Sports View, a look at the athletes and coaches who shape the Trinity League. Exploring where athletics meets faith. Now, here's your host, Bob Gibson. Welcome once again to Catholic Sports View. I am Bob Gibson, and we are, of course, brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Orange. Well, uh, one quick announcement at the top of the show here before we get into our interview uh, for the week. Uh, the number one draft pick in the the uh, 2023 NFL Draft is now signed. Of course, that is Bryce Young, the former modern day monarch and Heisman Trophy winner at Alabama, has signed his rookie deal with the Carolina Panthers. Four years, fully guaranteed, thirty-seven point nine million dollars, and a twenty-four uh, over a twenty-four and a half million dollars signing bonus. So, congratulations to modern day legend Bryce Young. He is set to now be the number one quarterback uh, for the Carolina Panthers, and we wish him. So much luck and uh and uh, blessings as he embarks on his NFL career, and it's going to be exciting to see what he can do now as a professional quarterback. We know what he did in high school with Modern Day. We saw, of course, what he did took it to new heights as the Heisman Trophy winner uh, at Alabama. Now we're going to see if all, it all if it all translates to the National Football League, and I am sure it will. He is a talented young man uh, with a bright future ahead of him. So congratulations again to Bryce Young. He has uh, signed his contract and uh, ready to be the uh, the uh big dog there now in Carolina and uh, get that Panthers franchise turned around. All right, let's uh talk about our guest for this week. Well, you know, communications, that's, of course, what we do here. We're communicating with you on our podcast. It's so important uh, for the job I do as a member of the media. And uh there's one person in the CIO Southern Section office. Actually, there's a couple there, but one that really spearheads it, and that is Tom Simmons, longtime assistant commissioner over there. Uh, with the southern section and we appreciate the job he does. And I wanted to talk to Tom about what he did because he's kind of a behind the scenes guy, right? Whenever I need something from him, and then that's kind of how we had just started this, this interview, you'll hear me. You know, I said, whenever I need something from Tom to talk to somebody, that's the, you know, I will go through him. I said, well, wait a minute. Uh, Tom, let's talk to you this time. Let's find out what you do and, uh, your, your time as an assistant commissioner. And he's done such a great job over there. So here's our conversation earlier on this week with Assistant Commissioner of the CIF Southern Section, Tom Simmons. All right, we're going to welcome in uh, right now to Catholic Sports Tom Simmons. He is an Assistant Commissioner with the CIF Southern Section. Now, usually I would be calling Tom and saying, hey, can we talk to the commissioner? Can I get some information on this? Can I get some information on that? But we're going to turn the tables a little bit on Tom today and make him the uh subject of the interview today. And uh, we're happy to do it because he plays such a vital role. And I want to talk about the important role that, that, that you play, Tom. Thanks for giving us a couple minutes of doing this.
1: Thanks for having me, Bob. I appreciate it. It's not, you know, I usually don't do these things because I've got a face for radio. So I have the commissioner
0: be. <laughs> hey, I got the same one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I was doing my research for this, I, I looked at the Southern Section website. It says areas of responsibility for the five different assistant commissioners. And, uh, hold on. Let me run down a few of the things that you're in charge of with the Southern Section league standings, media advisory, official survey, president's council. Uh, Radio TV rights, the record book, not to mention lacrosse, softball, website management, just a lot of free time on your hands, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, It it gets to be more and more daunting every year. It seems like I I take on a little bit more responsibility. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's not like I'm curing cancer here. I'm, I'm, I'm out there going to watch sports and doing the thing I love more than anything else in the world. And so, jobs are a little bit easier when you wake up every day and you love what you're doing. So I don't, I don't mind taking on that, bur- that burden.
0: Yeah. And, and it makes it easier when you have so many good people around you. And uh yeah, as we've talked, we, we, we talked to, of course, uh, outgoing commissioner, we talked to new commissioner, Mike West, who's who's uh, getting settled in now, I, I suppose in, in, in the office that's going on uh, right now. How important is it to have those people around you to, to help you, you know, to get get done what you need to get done every day?
1: Absolutely vital. Could not do it without the support staff that we have, uh, the other assistant commissioners. One of the things that we like to, uh, talk about in this office is that we are blessed because we get to go to work every day with our best friends. And, uh, part of, you know, what you could always expect from your best friend is they're going to have your back when you need it. And that's what the way these people are. They're, there's, n- they're nothing but uh, true professionals. And, uh, there is no s- such thing as, uh, you know, that's your job. Uh, you know, everybody pitches in whenever, uh, it, it, it is needed, no matter what the situation may be. And it's been that way for the 25 and a half years I've been in this office now.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I, th- I think my first recollection of meeting you was it was 91. Could that be correct? 91 at the, at the, at the modern day CIF championship football game. Am I remember no, that? No, I wouldn't have
1: been in 91. 97. Okay. My first year. 97 was your first year. Okay. My first year. Yeah. And it's just so happens my assistant who is retiring in in September, September one, she started 10 days after me in 1997. So, you know, we've been together for, for 25 plus years and now I'm losing her along with when Reiner's already gone out and Rob is now retiring. And so, you know, it's been a, it's been a very transitional period in this office. There's a lot of of knowledge that is, that's leaving the building, for lack of a better word. But yeah, it's been a blessing and, a, and, uh, a, for the 25 and a half years that I've been here and I wouldn't change a thing. It's a, it's been a really great game.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm getting old. My, my dates are starting to, you
1: know, I was in the business at the time. So I might have been at that game. I just, I, I wasn't working for the CIF at that point.
0: So you're talking about Anita Fatma, right? Your assistant who uh, who uh has announced her return. I didn't know that. Okay, so Anita's leaving the office as well. Boy, that's that's going to be a big blow because I know what a right-hand person she's been to you over so many years there.
1: Yeah, not only has she been, you know, what I call my work wife, but she's been family, you know. And uh, you don't spend that much time with somebody without really adopting them into your heart and into, and, and you know, uh, who you are and what you do. Inside and outside of the office. So it's, it's going to be really tough to see her go.
0: How important is it for you to come every day? And as you mentioned, love that job, love what you do and really do it because, you know, it's, it's for the kids. I know that kind of sounds very cliched, but really it is what the, what the job is all about, right? It absolutely is. And I think it it
1: gets lost that what we do is unlike anything else in sports. Education based athletics is a time and place. And a an idea that you will not see in the college ranks, you won't see it in the professional ranks. These kids, for the most part, uh, after their senior year, there are over 800,000 student athletes in the state of California. Basically, 775,000 of them after their senior year will never put a uniform on again and play the sport that they love. So that's really what we do Who and who we do it for. We are very proud of uh, the the 1.25% who go on and and play at the next level. We're very, very supportive of them and and very proud of them. But really, if you think about what our mission statement is, is to make sure that we're serving the needs and the the realities of that 775,000 that don't ever get a chance to continue and and play sports, uh, you know, and like I said, at the next level. So it is vitally important that we continue to provide a situation for those kids to have that opportunity to get out there, play games on a day in and day out basis, provide a safe and uh, secure atmosphere, uh, both on and off the field make sure that we are doing everything we can to expand their opportunities. A lot of our student athletes will go on to become federal judges and politicians and yeah. lawyers yeah. and doctors, and do, they'll do the, the jobs that uh, that will help continue to make society a better place. Uh, all statistics show that athletics do that better than any other place that you will find in education, and so that's what we're very proud of is is, is that group of students.
0: Take us back to to uh, that time in, in in '97 when you when you took the the position. What was your path to get there, and then what made you want to you know join the Southern Section office? Well, it was interesting
1: because I, I when I first came down, I actually moved from Tacoma, Washington, to finish my my degree. I went to Long Beach State, and I wanted to go to Long Beach State because I had heard about all of these kind of, uh, you know, very well known at the time sports writers. And so I thought, you know, what better place than the breeding ground of these sports writers. Yeah, And, uh, so that was, that was my, my intention. My dream was to become a sports writer. And I just so happened to answer an ad for an internship in the sports information department at, in the athletics uh, building. And I worked for a gentleman by the name of Scott Cathcart and Scott, Actually, was this, the uh, director of communications at the CIF before he became an assistant athletic director at Long Beach State and the SID there, my boss. And so when I started working there, it eventually turned into a paid internship, which then turned into a full time job as an assistant SID in that department. Uh, I, I stayed there for a while, then I went to USC for for a bit, and I worked on their fan publication called USC Report. And then I was asked to come back to Long Beach State as the assistant director of marketing. So I did that. And I was there for like three months. And I got a call from Bill Clark, who was uh, an assistant commissioner in the office at that time. And he basically said, hey, Scott says you're an OK guy. You know, can can you come work for us? <laughs> and that was the extent of my interview. And so, uh, you know, they, he told me a little bit about the job and, uh, you know, the what the salary was and what the benefits were, and uh, I said, "Count me in. I'm I'm in. I like the idea of uh, education based athletics. Uh, I like the idea of basically being the the guy in charge of communications for uh, something that I truly believe in." And two weeks later, I I was in the office, and it just so happened that the, my very first day was football pairings release day, which oh, you know, wow. the, yeah, is the most busy time there is in right. this office. So. <laughs> It was very, it was a, it was baptism under fire, I guess you could say.
0: We're visiting with Tom Simmons, uh, one of the five assistant commissioners at the CIA of Southern Section Office, uh, new leadership in the building. And uh, I know we're excited and uh, I know you're excited as well uh, to uh, obviously bittersweet anytime a commissioner leaves and then a new one comes on. But uh, I haven't heard one thing about Mike West that isn't positive and just saying, hey, we're ready to go and, and keep this thing moving with a new commissioner.
1: Yeah, this is my – now, uh Dean, Jim, Rob, this is my fourth commissioner fourth now campaign. since I've been in the office. Like you said, it's bittersweet because uh, I've been so close to Rob, yeah. both professionally and personally, for 23 years now, 25 if you count the time that he was at Los Alamitos. So, you know, I've kind of been in this business, education-based athletics, with Rob in one function or another. And uh he's become like a brother to me. And so it's a it's a t- it's a tough time to see him leave. But Mike's going to do an outstanding job. Uh, Mike comes with, uh you know, all of the credentials that you would hope for somebody coming from the outside to this new world, because, uh you know, it's one thing to be a principal on a campus. It's another thing to be in this office dealing with the things like principals on campuses. So it's going to be a little bit of a learn, learning curve for, for him, but I he, I have all the confidence in the world that he's going to do a fantastic job.
0: A big part of uh, of your job on a daily basis is to deal with the media, and God bless you for that. <laughs> <laughs> We are sometimes not the easiest people to deal with. I'm sure that is that is for sure. But uh, obviously, the, the, our goal and your goal as well is to spotlight uh, these student athletes and put them on TV or get them in the newspaper, internet, social media is such a big part of it now. And that's really, you know, I, I think the goal that everybody shares. Um, You know, we all want to tell these stories of these great athletes.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I have to tell you, I, I can count on less than one hand that during my tenure in, in this business that I've encountered anybody from the media who really didn't have the best interests of kids. Ever, mm-hmm. And truly, enough, you will run across some guys that are really in it for the next job. They want to, you know, go to the college ranks or they want to go to the professional ranks. Right. But, you know, I, I've been, obviously, yourself, you know, Steve Fryer, Eric Sonheimer, people like that who had opportunities to go on and do other things at the next level and chose to stick right around here with, in the, at the high school level. And that really shows you how much they care about what we do and, and the space we live in and and making sure that uh, we're highlighting these kids that you know, for a lot of times, I always say you're going to see uh, tomorrow's star today and you're yeah. going to do it. You're going to do it in a way that you're going to be you're going to say to yourself and you're going to say to people that, you know, hey, I knew that guy win. And I think that's what the, the media that I've interacted with in the, the high school space, that's really been their whole modus operandi is to really highlight these kids and show that Southern California and California in general has some of the best student athletes you will find anywhere in the country.
0: Yeah. And I know things are changing and the NIL is, is, is a big thing now. And people are going to talk about how that's going to maybe change things, but there's still a purity at this level of, like you said, most of these kids are never going to go on. You know, they're never going to, you know, get the NIL deal. They're never not even going to play college sports. They're going to enjoy the experience they have for their four years at high school. And those are the stories that are so fun to tell.
1: It truly is, you know, I, I, I was blessed to have the ability to play college, collegiate athletics. But if you look at my high school time and if you look at my college time, there's not a single footage, a minute of footage that exists of that time. Obviously, it was the 80s. And so there wasn't a lot of uh, people out there with cameras, certainly didn't have smartphones. Um, so when I see these things like, you know, YouTube or Max Preps or the NFHS network, these, these platforms that are providing this lifelong ability for these kids to maybe go to their grandkids in, you know, 30 years and say, that was me then, you know, and and to have that piece of archeological history that they can share with family and friends for forever and ever. That's what I think is really cool about today and, and, and having that this different space, like you provide and others uh, uh, like I mentioned that are, having this footage that it can be shared forever and ever
0: it's all about information too you know obviously we're we're providing it you're providing it to us you know it's just the stream of information whether it's the top 10 polls uh, that we, that we get offline, uh, you know, online on the, on, on the websites, you know, collecting all that stuff. And, and it's just the sharing of that, uh, obviously with people who care very deeply, uh, about high school athletics. And, uh, you know, a lot of that uh, is really seen on social media as well as we've seen as, as everything is blown up in social media in recent years.
1: You know, it's funny. I always say that when I came into this office in 1997, we didn't have a website. We didn't have the internet. We didn't yeah. have our chief financial officer was still using a selectric typewriter. And so, you know, the, the idea that we have evolved to this point with social media, with the website, yeah. with all of the different ways that we can generate information and communicate with people such as the media, such as the general public, moms, dads, It's just astounding the leaps and bounds that we've made and been able to highlight this incredible product called Education-Based Athletics.
0: It's such a large area, the, the southern section. It's the biggest one in, uh, in the state of California. I, I talked to Rob about it. I talked to Commissioner West about it. It's a big area to cover. How are you able to do it and, and, and still give equal access to, uh, from the modern days in Bosco's all, you know, down to the small schools that are, you know, somewhere out in the, in the corners of the uh, almost central California where this section reaches.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to think. You know, five hundred sixty-nine schools. If we were our own state association, we'd be the ninth largest in the country by wow. ourselves. California being the largest with us and with mm-hmm. all of their other schools at somewhere around sixteen hundred schools. So it's it's crazy to think that in this not only the the number of student athletes, the number of schools, but the geographic region, like you you, you just expressed. We go uh, as far south and everybody's going to say San Clemente. It's not San Clemente. It's actually Avalon. Avalon is our farthest southern school. And then, you know, we go all the way to the Nevada, Arizona border and we go as far north as Pismo Beach. And so it's, it's crazy to (laughs) think about that, that landmass that we cover. And the way that we do it again is because of these. Uh, dedicated professionals in this office. They uh, truly believe that there is no job that cannot be done or will it fall down and not be done. And so uh, if there is a situation that needs to be handled in Ridgecrest or if there's a situation that needs to be handled at the Salton Sea or on Avalon or in Pismo Beach, then we're going to make sure that we have the boots on the ground and the people in place that we can make sure that we're taking care of the student athletes in those areas. And hopefully in a way that they believe that they're seen equally. When you're a Coast Union Academy, you're seen as equally as a modern day or a St. John Bosco. It's not easy, but that's always our mission statement is to make sure that there is a feeling that you know, we, out of the, you know, out of many is one. And so that's, yeah. that's the way we, we look at our jobs.
0: Yeah. No, that, 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 really makes a lot of sense to give equal time to, to, to everybody. And they all deserve it. Obviously, every, everybody's a member school. You know, people, I think forget that, right? It's, it's the, it's the membership of the, of the southern section and everybody who, who is in there, you know, deserves their equal time. And, and like I said, there's so many great stories to tell. There's great stories everywhere to tell. There's every, every school has somebody that's worth telling stories about. We all got through COVID somehow. I don't know. We all did it. The, the Southern section office, obviously no, no different. Uh, you know, nobody had a playbook, uh, of how to get through this. But my question to you is, what did you learn maybe during that time that you're able to apply now that, uh, maybe is a different way of doing things or maybe improved some of the ways that, uh, that, that you're able to do your job?
1: Let me first just say that I think COVID for us in the Southern section, I truly believe was our finest hour. Mm-hmm. There were times obviously when we couldn't play athletics we couldn't play the sports that we love we couldn't get on the field the southern session itself never shut down we were constantly working and trying to find a way a pathway forward for our yeah. students to get back on that's um, true it, that
0: is very it, true
1: yeah. and, and it really was and yeah. i gotta credit the leadership of rob yeah. weigot as the commissioner who always had a vision that there was a plan that could be put in place even when we were getting getting hit with setbacks by the state and, you know, if right, rightfully so, because they had health concerns. Uh, they had a bigger mission than even us, obviously, with uh, different communities and making sure everybody was safe and healthy. But, you know, we always put a plan in place that said, we can return to this date. We can return to this date. And even when that date got knocked back, we just kept saying, we're, okay, we're ready tomorrow. We're ready to start again tomorrow. And I think what we learned from that time was, that, like this, what we're doing here right now, we don't necessarily have to be in the same room to get the job done. We yeah. can do Zoom. We can do teams. We can do what we need to do to continue the governance of, of the organization. Uh, I think the other thing that we learned is that, you know, kids are resilient. I mean, yeah. they, you know, so our student athletes, I think are the most resilient people that they're, that are on the face of the earth. They went through, not getting graduations not getting proms not getting their friday night dances not getting to again be on the field and play sports but they never gave up they never wavered if it meant that they went out and went to a local park and worked out by themselves to make sure that they were ready for when that date came and we could return um that's what they did and my hat is off to them i applaud them for staying strong at a very very tough time when kids really need that athletic outlet for their mental health and they never gave up, they never wavered. And so I'm, I'm, that's why I say, I think between us and them, that was our finest hour as an organization.
0: Yeah. Well, hats off to all of you for, for being able to, to keep it going. And I know personally, right. You know, being in contact, uh, with the office several times during the ride. What are the dates? When are we going to get everybody chomping at the bit to, to to get back to work and uh, and to hopefully get these kids, you know, back on their courts and fields. Um, and, and every you're right. Everybody worked uh, tirelessly to try to make that happen for for so many kids. And you're right. It was definitely a, a you know a, a time. I think everybody will remember. Obviously, not not well for what happened, but well for what how people rallied around it uh, in the end as well. As I mentioned at the top, lots of change in the office. Bittersweet uh, is a word for it, obviously, but an aura of excitement as well because you know new new people coming in, new ideas, new things maybe to uh, to put on the plate. You know the organization's uh, over 110 years old now. Right, I know. Right, as an organization that's
1: been around that long. Change is just inevitable with, yeah. with with what we're doing you know and and you either have to adapt or die and I think that nobody adapts better in terms of the job that we do than this office and this organization. Uh, our member schools uh, have been willing to adopt things that would have never in in a million years been considered Ed, uh, you know competitive e- equity playoffs I mean who whoever thought about that except Rob. <laughs> uh, you know, with the idea that we would provide uh, an opportunity for a team that would have never in a million years had a chance to win a league title, let alone go on and, and play in the CIF Southern Section playoffs or win a section championship, yeah. now has that opportunity. There are just, you know, the one thing that Rob is, it, it has always preached in this office is that let's try stuff. Let's try stuff that's new, that's exciting. Let's be a national leader in all things. And I think we've done that. We've done that with our TV deals. We've done that with competitive equity playoffs. We've done that with the way we handle wrestling weight management. We've done that in so many different aspects of the way that we go about our daily business. I think that that is just part of what you have to do in this, in this job is be prepared to change When change is it is a dirty word and is not something that people really want to hear.
0: And uh, and being prepared for it, uh, certainly. And and you guys uh, have have shown uh, time and time again the professionalism and that you're prepared to make those kind of changes. Tom, we appreciate the job that you do. I thank you so much for doing this and uh, and for everything you do for us uh, in the media good to talk with you enjoy the rest of the little bit of summer here because everything is right around the corner again new school year
1: (laughs) thanks bob and i you know you've always been very so appreciative and supportive of this office and this organization and so we truly appreciate it anything we can do for you uh, you know how to get a hold of me obviously
0: you got it thanks tom i appreciate that as tom simmons assistant commissioner with the cio southern section office and again i want to thank tom simmons uh great interview a lot of fun to talk to him uh, I put him on the other side of the microphone there, and I uh, get a chance to talk about uh, his career and what he's done with the Southern section. And we'll continue to do uh, a lot of changes, as we talked about over there in that office, uh, but it's going to keep running and it always keeps going despite the leadership changes. The school year is just around the corner, everybody. We're getting there uh, slowly but surely. Uh, it's coming, and uh, football, volleyball, water polo, all the fall sports are just around the corner. So keep it right here. Catholic Sports View, we cover the Trinity League like nobody else does, and you're going to get all the interviews and hear from everybody right here on our podcast. At Catholic SV is our Twitter handle if you'd like to interact with us there, and you can always uh, drop us an email if you'd like to. Maybe you have a show idea or somebody you'd like us to talk to, maybe we haven't uh, thought of yet. I don't know who that would be because we've talked to a lot of people here in this league, but there might be. There might be somebody you have a good story idea for us. We'd love to hear from it. Catholic Sports View at Gmail. Dot com. Please do email us if you have any ideas like that or any feedback. We would appreciate it. And uh, as always, we are brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Orange. And we thank you for listening and we'll see you again right here on Catholic Sports View where athletics meets faith. Have a great week. You've been listening to Catholic Sports View, exploring where athletics meets faith, a production of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange in Southern California. Tell a friend about this podcast and be sure to share on your social media platforms. We'll catch up with you again next week, right here on Catholic Sports View.